Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Good morning, good morning, everyone. So today we are going to get a sneak peek into my program, Powerfully Single. It is on sale until the 15th of February. It's normally priced at 888. It's on sale for 222. Yes, you heard that right, on sale for 222. Steal of a deal. It is a five-module self-led program helping you really embody a deeper level of self-connection during this time being single so that if you desire to attract a dream partner, you are preparing yourself to become an energetic match for that. Even if you don't desire a dream partner and you just want to feel more connected during this time being by yourself in your own energy, that is beautiful too. So we are going to go into each module so you guys get a sneak peek of what you're going to get. And with each module, I'm just going to play a little, a little snippet, a little nugget of wisdom. Take, take what you will. And let's see if I can share my screen here. And then we're going to go into Kajabi. And then also I'm here to answer any questions that you may have about Powerfully Single. So let me go into the Kajabs. Kajab, Kajabs. Here we go. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, all right. So we have module one. Yay. Good morning. One of you on here was in powerfully single. So feel free to, you know, share how you enjoyed it. So we're going into module one, which is the disconnected dater. So the disconnected dater is all about looking at how you have been disconnecting from yourself. And therefore, when you try and date, you are not dating from an actual connected place. You're dating from your attachment wounding. You're dating from your inner child. You're dating from your trauma. And then you're wondering, why are these dates not feeling good and connected? Why, you know, why am I still attracting the same people over and over and over again? Everything external is a reflection and a mirror to our internal state. So if we are disconnected from ourselves, if we are functioning through our inner child, we're going to attract the same type of partner, someone else who probably hasn't done the inner work on themselves, right? So the module one disconnected data is all about helping you feel more connected to yourself and others while you're dating and also just looking at how this shows up in your dating life, how it shows up in your relationship with yourself, because that is the foundation for any other relationship. So let me get to the point. I've never done this before. I'm really excited. So I got this idea from one of my favorite money gurus, Amanda Francis. She does this where when she's enrolling people in a course or a program, she'll do a podcast episode or a live on just little snippets. And I personally love that because then you get a little taste of it without having to commit to buying it yet. And even if you don't plan on buying it, you still just get some free nuggets of wisdom that normally you would have to pay for. So either way, it's a win-win. So let's see, 27.53, we're going to go here. All right, let's see. 
And the way it shows up with just yourself and your alone time is looking at, are you able to just be still with yourself? So what does that look like? It means putting the phone away, putting the TV away, putting the work away. Like, are you able to just breathe into your body and just notice what is happening in your body? Are you able to just rest? Are you able to feel safe to release? all of the behaviors in which we develop to feel safe. So these are addictive behaviors that can look like TV, alcohol, sex, weed, porn, video games, social media, work, exercising, like literally anything can be an addictive behavior if it serves the role of helping you feel safe to be with yourself. Because you're not actually being with yourself, you're avoiding yourself, you're numbing yourself. So for example, when I was single before doing the nervous system healing work for myself, I always thought, I was like, I'm so independent. I'm living alone during this pandemic. Like, you know, I'm spending all this time with myself. But when I really look at what I was doing, I was binge watching TV probably every night. I was binge eating. I was distracting myself with dating, like not dating in a fun way, but in a like, oh my God, please, someone give me attention. Like, Someone asked me on a date and it was just this graspy energy. And so that's kind of some of the ways that it comes up with anxious attachment. If you have more avoiding attachment, it can be more of this like reactive energy. Like someone tries to have a conversation with you and you're vibing and you're like really feeling into it. And then all of a sudden it starts to feel a little too much. Like, oh, I'm starting to feel things and feeling things does not feel safe. And so I'm gonna like put up a little bit of a distance, a little bit of a guard. Maybe I'm not gonna text back right away. I'm gonna just like go MIA for two weeks and then maybe I'll come back. It's this feeling of, I don't feel safe to be close to others. So anxious attachment is more of like, I don't feel safe to be alone. I feel safer to grasp onto others. Avoidant attachment is more of like, I don't feel safe to be close to others. So I'm gonna kind of hide out. All right. So that was a clip from module one, the disconnected dater. So this is for all attachment styles. So if you have been following my work or have worked with me, you know that I specialize mostly in anxious attachment. And I have studied and learned about all attachment styles. So powerfully single is for any attachment style. If you struggle with anxious attachment and you really struggle to stay connected to yourself, or if you struggle with avoidant attachment and you struggle to lean in. Now, this is a common misconception that I talk about in this specific module that even if you are avoidantly attached and you you know, have that fear of intimacy with other people, it doesn't mean that you're more connected to yourself than an anxiously attached person. You're both anxious and avoidant or disorganized. All three are disconnected from yourself because that's not actually your authentic self. That's your trauma. That's your wounding, right? And we are all mirrors for each other. So when an avoidantly attached person has difficulty leaning in, it's because that person is a mirror for them. They are afraid to be seen. They are afraid to actually have someone see all parts of them or maybe reflect back certain parts of them. And so they avoid themselves. They avoid others. Whereas anxious attachment, it's 
I'm anxiously attached to you. I feel safer to be with you than be with my own self. But either way, you're not connected to your authentic self. So I dive deeper into this in this module all around like how this shows up for each attachment style and then also just how to feel more connected, like really looking at how you're spending your time, what are your addictive behaviors, how you can slowly take baby steps towards connecting deeper to yourself, which then will show up differently in your dating life, like a world of difference. The, the men I attract in my life now, way different than the men I used to attract in my life. And that is because I am different and I am still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still working on deepening my secure attachment so that when I am ready for a partner, because right now I'm just really focusing on my singlehood because I genuinely am gaining a lot from it. And that's my mission is to share that with you guys of like being single doesn't have to be this big, heavy, scary, sad, depressing thing. It gets to be fucking light and fun and flirty and amazing and just fucking powerful. So that brings us into our next module, which is module two, a sacred sanctuary. So a sacred sanctuary is all about what kind of environment are you cultivating both internally and externally? So we dive deep into how are you taking care of yourself to create your body as a safe home for yourself so that you do feel safe to actually connect and use everything that you learned in module one. And excuse me, how are you? Sorry, I keep getting text. Uh, how are you cultivating that environment externally and creating a safe environment? So module two, do, 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 do. 747. Let's get to it. 747. Yeah. So I think those three answers are so beautiful because they really demonstrate how that sacred sanctuary can look so differently for each of us. So for example, when I was feeling more anxiously attached in my life, my sacred sanctuary often was not in my home. It was often at, you know, a best friend's house or, um, I used to go to the movies a lot like that. Like I just would go to the movies all the time with friends, with myself, with partners, um, thinking about just different areas where I felt really safe. So the beach nature, all of that. And it took me quite some time to really develop that sense of safety within my own home, both physically in my body and in my physical environment where now this is my favorite place to be. And if I want to go somewhere else, I have to really, it has to be like an enticing offer, right? Like not just go anywhere because it's like, oh, this feels like a really nourishing place to be. So I want you guys to look at what, what are you waiting on a partner to create that you can be creating yourself when it comes to a sacred sanctuary? Yes. Okay. And then I go into, do you guys love my high tech um, formatting I'm doing right now? And then I go into how I used to wait to do things. I would be like, oh, I'm going to wait to get a dog until I have a partner. I'm going to wait to do this until I have a partner. It's like, why? Why? Now I have two dogs and a cat all on my own. I raised two puppies all on my own. <laughs> Single dog mom. 
It's looking at where are you waiting to actually start living until you have the money, the job, the partner, the this, the that. You have to move first and then the external will reflect that, not the other way around. So module two, sacred sanctuary, creating that sacred environment in your body and in your actual home. Like look around your home right now. Is this something, is this a type of energy you want to live in? Or does it have trauma thrown up all over it? Like hoarding or um, maybe you have nothing, right? Like I know someone who doesn't like to hang anything up on their walls because they had a trauma of just moving a lot. So it didn't feel safe to just settle in. Or I have other people where it's like hoarders galore, right? And so energetically, what does your space communicate? So that's what we really want to look at. And then with each module you get, so I'll give you another sneak peek. Here you got journal prompts, homework. So the video, journal prompts, homework for each one. And then you also get some bonus videos, grounding inner child meditation, stepping into your power. This is custom just for this course, breathing, co-regulation, all the goods, daily somatic practices, all the goods, all the goods. Okay, now module three, your single habits. So let's see, what did I pick out for this? 835. 835. Oh, okay. We got it. Oh, pause. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Ready for clip of module three, your single habits. Let's go. The way in which you're relating based on these arbitrary rules rather than what actually feels good for you. Some other examples might be trying to play casual instead of actually getting honest with what you need and what you desire because yeah. we feel shame around asking for that. Um, let's see. Going into dates with an attached outcome. So, mm -hmm. you know, I need this person to show up XYZ, or I, I think this person is the one, or they're, they're not the one, like just really attaching onto things rather than giving things time and space to unfold naturally. Um, and going into things with releasing expectations, not attaching your worth, making things mean stuff about you, um, and really attaching onto that external validation. And then other things to consider when you're sitting with this is like, how are you talking to yourself? How are you communicating to others? Um, how do you actually spend time with yourself? So, okay, I have a free hour before my next thing that I have to do. Do I feel the need to constantly stay busy and doing something? Because if I actually slow down, I don't feel worthy because I'm not as productive. Um, do, do you constantly just spend it attached to a screen or work or something like how much space is there in your day for pleasure, for joy, for bringing in more of those glimmers in your day. So it could be so many different things. And obviously our addictive behaviors relate a lot to this. So I want you to really look at, you know, how much of your day are you spending engaging in those addictive behaviors? And there's no shame. There's no judgment. It's just like taking a very honest look at where you're at currently so we can continue to help you get to where you want to be and using your time and energy in a really 
intentional way. All right, that was the clip for module three. Oh, oh. okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, so single habits, really getting so radically honest with yourself in a loving, gentle way. How am I spending my time and energy? This has been something that has been so transformational for me in my own journey of like really creating that divine masculine structure that my nervous system needs to be able to get shit done, but also have spaciousness in my day. And really looking at when I start to engage in a protector, like overthinking or engage in an addictive behavior, like scrolling, catching myself and being like, oh, what's happening here? This is a waste of time. Like literally using every moment we have intentionally even if that's just to rest or to breathe or to stare at the sun like something that is actually intentional and that serves us rather than avoiding ourselves or numbing ourselves because that just keeps us stuck so in this module we do a deep dive and the journal prompts will support you in getting really exploratory and honest around how are you actually spending your time would do you enjoy being in your own energy because if not, why do you expect someone else to want to be in your energy, right? If you're looking for a partner, how do you expect someone to want to be in your energy if you don't even like yourself? So a lot of this course is really deepening that self-love, coming into relationship with all parts of yourself, looking yourself in the mirror. I had to do this for a course that I'm in where I look myself in the mirror and I say, I see all parts of you and I love you, or I, I see all of you and I love you right? Like where are you still running from different parts of yourself that have not felt safe to come out that have been conditioned to be repressed because of childhood trauma, wounding, fear of judgment, so on and so forth. So let me know if you guys have any questions as we go through these. All right. Next up is module four, becoming your own best date. Oh, I love this module so much. Ah. <sighs> I get so lit up by this because it's just, I'm telling you, I used to be that single person that was like, I'm so independent. Look at me living alone, doing my shit, going to the movies alone. I was fucking numbing myself the whole time. TV, crap food, dating, dating apps, like casual sex when that wasn't even aligned. Like it just, and there's no judgment, right? That's fine if you want a casual sex, but it's really looking at is this an alignment or is this me trying to avoid myself? We are so brilliant at avoiding ourselves. Oh my God. Has it been muted this whole time? Guys, I think my microphone was muted the whole time. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. We don't need a microphone. All right. So seven, right. Seven, seven, seven. would look like. And so part of it is looking at your daily habits, but it's even more so than that. It's really looking at how you're relating to yourself in your entire relationship and really prioritizing your relationship with yourself as the most important relationship that exists in your world. 
and how your behavior and your energy and your beliefs and your actions are reflecting that. Because the truth is, is that we can have all of the beautiful family, friendships, career, you know, love where we live. We can have all these amazing things in life. But if we don't understand how important our relationship is with ourselves and how that's dictating everything else around us, we're just going to be spinning in circles trying to like figure out like, why are we not feeling the way we want to feel regardless of how anything looks on the external. So let's talk a little bit about how we date ourselves. Oh, yes. Okay, so how do we date ourselves, right? So this module goes super deep into how do you actually learn how to date yourself before or before in addition to whatever it is, like really looking at how this affects how you are dating others, what you are attracting, what you are looking for. Are you clear on your desires, your needs? Do you feel safe to communicate your needs? Do you feel safe to own your needs? Do you even know what your needs are? <laughs> so this module will help you explore how you can really become your own best state in order to attract that person or just to, again, enjoy time with yourself. So let me know if there are any questions so far on those modules. And if not, without further ado, we are on our final module. Power, the Powerfully Single You, that is module five. And let's see where we're at, 1756. ourselves what we're needing in those moments. So some questions when you're stepping into this energy of being powerfully single is how it, asking yourself, how is this happening all for me? and not to me, that is one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself. Because I promise you every single thing, and I know this can feel really like tricky because we go through trauma as humans, right? So it feels so painful to look at, well, why did this ha this traumatic thing happen to, like happen for me instead of to me? But we have to understand that we all experience trauma so that we can heal past life wounds so that we can heal the current wounds so that we can actually um, choose how to relate to that. And, you know, sometimes trauma comes up so that we can get triggered to access this deeper wound that we don't even know is there, right? And the reality is that until we all heal and shift this world, like life can feel traumatic at times. There are things that are going to happen. Pain is inevitable. So we can either choose to relate to life from avoiding pain, numbing pain, distracting from pain, or we can accept life is painful. It was fun. All right. So that is a clip from the final module, really looking at the powerfully single you. How does this person feel? How does this, how does this version of you relate to your own pain? Life is painful. So again, our addictive behaviors are an attempt for our nervous systems to numb and cope with that pain and avoid it rather than showing your body it does not need to do that anymore. It is safe to feel it, to heal it, right? The whole name of my podcast, feel it to heal it, because if we don't, we literally just continue to run away. There's this quote around emotional pain won't kill you, but avoiding it or running away from it 
can, and there's nothing more true. We think that emotional pain will kill us. Like if we feel this pain in our hearts, we're going to die. Sometimes it feels like that. Like, oh my God, this is so painful. I feel like I'm going to die. I promise you, you will not die. I guide my clients every single day in showing their nervous systems that they are safe to feel pain. If you go to any therapist where it's like, oh, I'm going to help you feel better. And like, so life won't be so painful. Run. Life is painful. And that's a beautiful thing because the more that we allow ourselves to feel pain, the more we understand how pain can be such a powerful catalyst in our growth, in our transformation, in our evolution. So it's actually a beautiful thing. The more and the deeper we allow ourselves to feel pain, the more we actually feel uh, freedom, bliss, joy, love, magic on the other side of that pain. You can't have one without the other. And if anyone tells you you can, they're a bunch of shit, load of, that's a load of shit that they're projecting onto you because they have not been with their own pain. There was this therapist I used to work with at the DBT center and her business card, she always said, I'm going to have on my business card. I won't help you feel better, but I'll help you feel like shit effectively, right? Because what happens when we feel like shit, we want to make things worse by avoiding it, by reacting to it, by just making things worse, right? And so how can we feel, a, how can we feel pain effectively so that we actually get to experience all the magic on the other side of that? So my mission with creating Powerfully Single is because I see this narrative perpetuated in society of like this shame story, right? Like you go to your auntie's house for Christmas and it's like, oh, like, are you dating anyone? Like, are you still, are you still single? Like, oh, are you not married yet? Or you don't have kids yet? Like there's always these expectations and you constantly have to just be like, oh yeah, I'm still single. And you're watching all of your friends get married and you're watching those cute couples on the train just be so in love. You're seeing all these rom-coms and you're like, oh, why can't this rom-com be my life? I promise you, I know someone where she gave up TV and then she created her very own real rom-com. Like legitimately, it could be a movie. Like she met her soulmate. There's some, you know, struggles and then they're going to come back together. Like she literally created her own real life rom-com. And when you feel safe to give up watching it and go create it, you get to live it. And it's so much better than just watching it on a screen. I used to be so addicted to TV and fantasy and rom-coms and movies because I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And it's like, oh, I'm actually creating that in my life rather than living in fantasy. So where do you not believe that you actually can create your own whether it's a rom-com or just your own life, like your own romance, like how do you romanticize yourself, right? Do you, how do you care for yourself? What do you put in your body? Your body is your home. What? How do you treat your body? How do you treat your emotions? How do you treat your inner child? All of this is reflected externally. If you want to just be with someone for safety, you can go out right now, literally right now. You could go on an app right now and find someone who just wants to feel safe in another person. And you could be in a relationship today. Now, how would that relationship feel? Probably not great because it's just avoiding yourself. If you actually want to consciously date, consciously um, deepen your connection with yourself so that you maybe not even with the agenda of attracting someone else, but just to feel better in yourself. And then as a natural byproduct, you might then attract someone in your life where it's actually conscious and based on growth and authenticity rather than just safety. 
and you get to show your nervous system a whole new way of safety. And that is so freaking exciting. We get to change the narrative of what it means to be single. I used to look at all my friends getting married like, oh yeah, and I should just get settled down with this guy just so I can have the ring on my finger. For what? To then get divorced two years later when I realize it's not actually in alignment? Why do you think the divorce rate is so high? The divorce rate is one out of two married couples get divorced. Why? Because they don't fucking take time to get to know themselves before getting in a relationship. Because people don't feel safe to be alone. And this is what I'm here to change. Stop with this narrative of like, oh, it's so sad and shameful to be single. No, how about, wow, that is so fucking powerful that you are taking intentional conscious time to get to know the real you, not the you that you've been conditioned to, to feel, not the you that, not the you that, you know, your trauma has perpetuated, but taking time to get to know the real you. That is powerful. And if everyone did that before rushing into this perceived sense of safety, which literally just ends up in either being miserable in your marriage or getting divorced because you're miserable and those that actually have the courage to get divorced or those that just fucking stay trapped because they're like, oh, well, I laid my, I made my bed. I have to lay in it or whatever that expression is. It's like, no, this is your life. You get to design it. You get to feel how you want to feel. You get to not settle for breadcrumbs. You get to literally use every connection that comes in your life for learning, for growth. And then if you desire a partner, a life partner, you get to actually be deeply in love with someone. Not just, oh, this person will do, so I don't have to be alone. So fucking depressing. Why would we want that? No, I'd rather be alone than be with someone that's not in alignment. Because let me tell you, if you're not in alignment and you're not actually connected to yourselves or each other, it's going to feel like a very lonely relationship. I have felt more lonely in relationships than I have being single. Why? Because when I'm single, I'm actually connected to myself. When I was in an unaligned relationship, I was not actually connected to my authenticity. My inner child was just wanting safety. You really have to look at why are you rushing to find someone? When you are rushing to find someone, that tells me that you are not wildly in love with yourself, that you are not wildly in love with the life that you're creating for yourself. You're not connected to your purpose. You're not connected to your adult self and that your inner child is running the show. Stop rushing and allow things to happen naturally. Every single relationship I've ever been in happened when I wasn't looking for one. Every single one. I was like anti-relationship. I was like, nope, I don't want one. I'm good. And then I would meet someone and be like, oh, okay, I guess we're, we're doing this. We can't avoid this connection. We have to learn from this connection. My relationships have been my greatest teachers. And this time being single has been my greatest teacher as well. God in the universe has a plan and when you try and disrupt that plan by forcing your attachment wound agendas onto it, you're just costing yourself time, energy, money, and suffering. You don't need to rush it. You get to actually change the way in which you're relating to being single and allowing it to transform you, allowing it to be an enjoyable experience, allowing an opportunity to get to know yourself on a whole other level. So do the inner work, stop avoiding yourself. It's so worth it. And if you are ready to become powerfully single, 
It is on sale until the 15th for 222. You can hop on my email list or DM me on Instagram or email me at rachelkellycoaching at gmail.com to get the discount code. We have payment plans. We have a painful option. This is just a steal of a deal and it is my Valentine's Day gift to you. So DM me, email me with any questions, reach out. I love you so much. I hope you enjoyed those clips and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.